This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with All Big 12 receiver Alan Lazard. The senior from Urbandale has a chance to set multiple career receiving records this season. We'll talk about that and the man that Alan would surpass for those records, Todd Blythe. Plus, a look at the offseason. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Alan Lazard. Well, and first of all, let's talk about, obviously, the decision to return to Iowa State. When I think about it, it reminds me a lot of uh, what Monte Morris was deciding. You know, he had a chance to chase down some records. Obviously, another chance to win was very big to him, too. But getting that degree was probably the most important thing. How about in your case, how would you rank the reasons why you wanted to come back? You know, I think going into um, college, my parents and just my family in general very much valued education. So um, I knew that. And the fact that, you know, I could go ahead and get my degree out of the way now rather than worrying about it later on in life, whether that be during football, past college, or, you know, once I've finished my career. I think, you know, just kind of just getting that out of the way is something that I kind of just wanted to do, not really have to worry about waking up and going to class at 9 o'clock in the morning anymore. But, you know, also kind of like you said, you know, come back and be able to chase some records, you know, be able to leave a bigger footprint that I've already left here so far. Those are the two biggest reasons. And, you know, just come back and, you know, finish my career off the way I want to. You know, obviously we haven't had the best success, but being able to come back and have one more shot at it, um, having a have a great senior season and giving all that I could to Cyclone Nation. You are able to get some feedback within that process from NFL people. How have you kind of taken all that and put it to use? What do you, what's your big focus this summer in your own personal game? Oh, you know, everything that I've received, both positive and negative, from our coaches and, you know, and also, you know, from the NFL. I've just taken it all in and just trying to better my game, especially the negative stuff. You know, I've been really focused on a lot of uh, my footwork and getting off the line this year. Not as much getting slowed down in the first five yards from, the, from press coverage. You know, then towards the end of my route, being able to separate when I need to so I can create as much of a big window as possible for Park to throw me the ball. I want to read you a quote. You mentioned chasing down some of Todd Blythe's records, and he holds them all for receivers at Iowa State. But here's what he said about you when I talked to him about a month ago. He said he's a special talent, and he's a great kid. If he was an idiot and didn't, didn't know how to act on the field or was getting in trouble, I wouldn't want him to break the records, but he's a great kid. He works his butt off. He has a huge talent, so I'm happy for him. What does that mean to you to hear that coming from a guy that I'm sure you admired when you were a kid following Cyclone football? I think it's every every Cyclone fan's dream, you know, to kind of be in my, in my footsteps. Um, you know, kind of just growing up watching Todd Blythe play and seeing the records and the impact that he's had on Iowa State football is very remarkable, you know. Just being able to sit here today and chase after his records is very grateful enough, but, you know, having the chance to go and break them now, as much as I admire him and look up to him a lot, you know, he played 10 years ago and, you know, he hasn't played football, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years or so, but, you know, he still has an impact on me. I still watch what he does, how he, how he carries himself, how he is as a man in general, how he's a, you know, he's a father and a husband. I still want to be able to beat him in every aspect, <laughs> you know. With all due respect, I want to make sure that I, I'm first in all the stats. And, you know, hopefully in 10 years from now, you're sitting here with someone else and they're trying to break my records. All I'm trying to do is just raise the standard here at Iowa State that to be at the elite, elite level and to compete not only in our conference but nationally as well. What do you remember about Todd as a receiver? 
fade balls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's the one who really made, made running fades and scoring touchdowns um, very appealing to me, you know, as a little kid and kind of opened my eyes to being a wide receiver. Well, when we talk about the records, uh, the receptions record, almost for sure, knock on wood, you don't get hurt. You're going to break that. Same with the yardage record. But to get the touchdown record, you're going to need 15 more. You're going to have to have a really special season. But that's a, that's a good thing to shoot for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think I have to, like, get the same amount of touchdowns I already have here in my first three years or something like that. Yeah. I guess I just got to put in some more work with Park, you know, and maybe buy him a few more meals so he can throw me the ball <laughs> down there in the end zone a few more times. You have 170 catches in your Iowa State career. Some of them were really spectacular. Uh, even going back to your, I think it was your freshman year against Toledo, one-handed catch. Which one stands out to you the most? What, what to you is your most memorable catch? Oh, my most memorable catch. My very first reception, especially because I was so close to scoring, <laughs> I was very disappointed in myself. But just, you know, it's kind of just the whole journey to Iowa State and being able to play as a true freshman and then, you know, have an impact on that game was very remembering and then the following week when I scored my first touchdown on the reverse yeah. and having Jarvis throw me that pass I thought that was very special just because of kind of the, the legacy that he kind of had here at Iowa State and that's someone that I really looked up to and he was a senior at the time so I think those two were probably my, my most memorable catches for sure. Yeah it's going to be the answer to a great trivia question who threw the touchdown pass on Lazard's first uh, touchdown reception yeah. Jarvis West. You had such a unique situation Alan because when you're a kid, you're coming to Jack Trice Stadium where dad was a captain, he was a great player. What was it like growing up around this program that you now represent? Growing up a Cyclone fan and, you know, kind of moving into a Cyclone football player now, it's just been amazing. You know, you, you sit there and as a little kid, you look up to these players and you want to be them so bad one day. You know, you, you, you wear their jerseys to school, you bleed cardinal and gold. And to have this opportunity is just, it's truly amazing. So I'm just trying to make the most of it and knowing that there are kids out there that are like me that are looking up to me every single day and wanting to be just like me playing at Iowa State so I just have to remember that with my day-to-day character and that what I'm doing on and off the field. And that was reflected when you were named a captain last year what did that mean to you as a kid who again your dad was a captain and now you were a captain that's that's a pretty good uh, unique situation and and kind of special, I would think. Yeah, it's, it's very special, um, especially because my dad was a captain. Being able to get that acknowledgement from my teammates was very huge, especially as a junior, especially because typically seniors are captains. It meant a lot to me, knowing that my, my teammates looked up to me as a leader. And you know, that's something I always strive to be. I always try to, to push my teammates to be the best and to get the best af- effort out of them. Going back to when you were in high school, having a great career at Urbandale. Obviously, your recruitment was very public, too, because you were the best player to come out of the state of Iowa in a long time. You committed early to Iowa State, and a a lot of schools still came after you. As you think back on it, first of all, what was your earliest offer? Was it Iowa State? And then secondly, is there any story that kind of just stood out to you as uh, something unique that happened during the whole recruiting process? I got offered for Iowa State first. Coach Rhodes offered me about a couple days after my sophomore year. I was actually offered at first to play here at safety. Okay. That's why I played yeah. my sophomore year, predominantly. And then obviously, like once my high school career, went on, I went turned over to receiver. And I'll say the craziest thing was when we were in Urbandale. My mom was with me. We were driving in our car. And we pulled up to the stoplight, and this guy was in this big black truck, and I told us to roll down our window. He goes, 
are you that Lazar kid? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, well, you just turned me into a Cyclone fan. <laughs> and he drove off and he had a Hawkeye plates. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, I hadn't even stepped on campus yet and I already turned over one good soul. <laughs> That's good. One at a time, right? Yeah, one at a time. I love it. You know, Coach Campbell talks about this thing about you don't win games in September and October and November. You win them right now and in January and February and March and the months leading up to that. Did you see that during this offseason that maybe more of a sense of that guys knew what he was talking about and what he was getting at after having gone through a full season with him? What were the results like uh, this offseason in the workout rooms? You know, comparing this offseason to last offseason or even the ones before that, um, you see a, a dramatic change, you know, in character, the work ethic, guys just being very more disciplined now. Kind of last year, you know, you had this guy that not many people knew, and, you know, he's trying to change everything, it seemed like. And it was very hard because, I mean, you're so used to doing something for two, three years straight, and now you got this new new coach who wants to change everything. So um, having that process was very difficult, um, especially for some individual players. But, you know, as time grew on, you were able to see the progress and the success that we could have as individuals and as a team collectively. And you kind of saw that towards the end of the last year. And building off those last few games, you know, we took that momentum into this offseason. And Coach Wade has just been pushing us um, ever since we stepped back on campus back in January. Every single day, you know, we push ourselves in the weight room and then on the field as well um, with conditioning. Guys have been over pushing each other, trying to hold each other up, um, just trying to get one more rep. And you see that. And you take a little bit more pride in what, what you're doing with because you know the guys next to you are sacrificing everything they have, so you know that you need to do the same thing as well. A big part of this thought process of his, is it the players themselves kind of taking ownership of the team? Yeah, Coach Campbell always tells us that it's, we'll be successful when it's a player-led program. You know, when, when you have the coaches saying stuff, um, trying to lead practice, lead workouts, that's when you don't have a lot of success. But when you have player ownership, player leadership that are having or holding the guys accountable making sure that you know they're not missing class they're not missing skipping reps that they're showing up and doing extra work on the weekends or at night um that's when you will have have the success that you want to have having said that you're kind of in charge of a receiver group that could be one of the most talented that we've seen in a long time at iowa state what are you seeing from those other guys which guys have kind of jumped off the page that year in this offseason with with their work and their grasp of what's important. I think that, you know, as a receiver group, we've always been very explosive here at Iowa State, but I think this is probably one of the better groups that I've been with. And I think that we're very underrated this year, especially coming off last year and, you know, getting a feel for the offense and getting settled in that quarterback now. I think we're very comfortable and we'll be very explosive this year. And, you know, the guys that really stood out to me spring semester would be Marchie Murdoch. He didn't play a lot last year. You know, he transferred. You know, trying to get his feet wet a little bit, but I think this spring, out of the entire team, he had the best one. You know, he, he grew a lot. He stepped up and made a bunch of plays and was very reliable from practice one through 15. And then, you know, I think someone else that will be very essential for us, it would be Matt Eaton as well. He did suffer a little injury, just um, kind of set him back a little bit in the spring, but just seeing his work ethic every day, what he brings to the table is second to none. And so I think that, you know, as a as a receiver group, you know, obviously I didn't list everyone, but, you know, from top to bottom, 
Um, we got great guys. We have guys that are explosive and can catch the ball and help us make big plays. You know, you seemed to really hit it off with Jacob last year, particularly as the season went on. You got a really good chemistry with him, and I think you had four 400-yard games in the last five. So you have to take some, personally, some positive momentum from those last few games that you mentioned the last season into the offseason. How's your chemistry with Jacob? Do you feel like you're really on the same page with him? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, especially towards the end of the season, we were starting to get comfortable with each other, you know, seeing, seeing the same things eye to eye. And once we got that going, we were able to get on the same rhythm and be able to understand things the same. So this offseason, we've just been throwing as much as we can, trying to get the timing down to where no matter what coverage they play, what defense they're in, we can still throw whatever route that we want to we want to run and be able to complete it. You know, we talked a little bit at the beginning of this interview just about some of the reasons for coming back. What would it mean to you personally to have the final game of your Iowa State career be a bowl game? It'd be unbelievable to you know play in a bowl game for my last game. That is just because of all the hard hard times that I've been through here at Iowa State. You know, obviously not being very successful, but you know just being able to overcome that and still kind of leave this program in a better place to from when I came in to. My only goal this season is to give my teammates and my coaches you know, everything that I have and to make sure that once I leave that Iowa State is on the upcoming still and that where we were in the past is somewhere that we'll never go again. And just to kind of bring it full circle here to finish, we talked about the importance of family and why you became a Cyclone. How cool has it been able to share your Iowa State experience for yourself as a player now with your family, including your dad, who gets to gets to see and critique you when you're out there. You know, it, it's been awesome, especially playing with my brother. You know, that's something that I think is one of the main reasons why I came here at Iowa State. Being able to have that moment and cherish that with him is, you know, something that I'm sure a lot of people wish they could have could have done. And being able to, you know, follow in my dad's footsteps, and I like to say, you know, step over his footsteps a little bit. <laughs> but, but you know, I think it's it's awesome. You know, I got family really close especially on my mom's side, that, you know, they, they support me through everything. And, you know, they, they come to the games down in Texas, all the, way, all the way obviously here for the home games and stuff. So the family support that I've had is, is, has been unbelievable. And I, can't, I can't ever thank them for that. Well, nobody deserves to have a great senior season more than you do. And uh, really looking forward to seeing it unfold. Thanks a lot for taking a little time today. Thanks, John.